Nothing is good or bad that thinking makes it so, as Shakespeare himself is credited with saying. In other words, it is how we think about something that determines whether our experience is positive or negative. As humans, we tend to lean towards more negative thinking, otherwise known as negativity bias. The problem is not that we have negative thoughts, it's that we believe them to be true. After all, it is normal to have negative thoughts, it is part of our evolutionary history. We are constantly on the lookout for problems and dangers, which is why as a species we have thrived so well. Our ancestors had to scan for actual physical threats such as tigers, so they did think the worst. After all, if they thought the rustle in the bushes was just a harmless squirrel, when in fact it was a saber-toothed tiger, they wouldn't have lived very long. This is why we have an ingrained innate negativity bias. Researchers have demonstrated that on average we remember seven times more negative or unpleasant experiences than pleasant experiences. I think Rick Hansen sums it up well when he says that the human brain is Velcro for negative experiences and Teflon for positive ones. Hi, my name is Jo Heath and I'm Head of Countryside at Hampshire County Council. In this series of mini-podcasts, I'd like to introduce you to mindfulness, and in particular the benefits that being mindful in nature can bring. The way that we think about nature can also be as either good or bad. For example, grey squirrels bad, red squirrels good, pigeons bad, turtle doves good. Our reasoning may be due to the scarcity of numbers, and the rarer they are, the better they are somehow. Uh, Perhaps it's down to the impact that they have on other wildlife or the impact they have on what we deem to be important. So take a plant like ragwort. There's quite a lot of it around at the moment. It smells pretty awful when bruised and it has some rather choice nicknames. We also know that it's poisonous to horses and livestock. Generally, it doesn't taste great. So unless there's nothing else to eat, It's not that attractive to livestock. However, in hay, it loses its bitterness, but not its toxicity. And there are many livestock deaths every year as a result of ingesting ragwort. So it's a bad plant, and yes, defined as a weed. On the other side, ragwort is estimated to support around 120 different species of invertebrate. Of these, 30 species, some rare or scarce, rely entirely upon it for their existence including seven beetles, 12 flies, seven micro-moths, and one macro-moth. The black and yellow-banded cinnabar moth caterpillar that turns the toxin to its own advantage to deter predators. It is ranked as one of the most visited plants by butterflies, bees, and insects, a major source of nectar for at least 30 species of solitary bee, 18 species of solitary wasp, and 40 species of nocturnal moth. All that, and it has a very long flowering period. So now, do you think ragwort good or bad? I invite you just to accept it as it is, rather than label it in any way or see it in a positive or negative light. Now, it's time for a little experiment. Imagine that you're lying in bed in the morning and you draw back the curtains to look out of the window and you see that it's raining. Not that unusual this summer. In fact, it's pouring down. What might be the first thought that comes into your head? Could it be, oh no, what a dreadful day. 
as you start to think of all the things that you will not be able to do today as a result. In this way, a negative reaction has been further enforced by a negative thoughts. Not really a great way to start the day, is it? However, in the same way that you're watching the rain falling, then you can also watch the thought. Recognise it as simply a mental event. And as your initial thought of what a dreadful day rises, it can also fall away, just like the rain is falling. And since you don't take it too seriously, or believe it, it generates no negativity, passes by easily, and you're free to lay there, relaxed and at ease, enjoying the pitter-patter of rain on the roof. When we are mindful, we are able to recognise our thoughts as just thoughts. We can tell the difference between reality and imagination, and it also switches off our stress response. The key here is that we have a choice, and if our negative thoughts persist, it is better perhaps to bring a sense of curiosity to them. Maybe asking the following questions. What is really going on for me here? Am I confusing a thought with a fact? Am I jumping to conclusions or making assumptions? And the more that we realise that our thoughts are just thoughts, the easier it is to do and the more in balance our bodies and minds become.